With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to to start listening. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? <laughs> well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now, let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. That's a wrap on week three. Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. Find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. And you're going to hear from our executive producer, Ryan Bershinger, in a bit. Get him on Twitter at Ryan Bershinger. Harmon, week three in the books. Uh, we got some stuff right, got some stuff wrong. A very weird week in the National Football League. A guy like Lamar Jackson goes off again. But there are a lot of other big names somewhat muted. Cooper Cup got in the end zone. But it wasn't a touchdown reception. Justin Jefferson had one heck of a time in dealing with the Lions defense. So so a weird week three that we can put in the books and uh, hopefully put in the rearview mirror if you took a fantasy L. Well, I'll tell you what. It was another one of those. And, and that's the beauty of the, the game, right? That's why they still play them, uh, even if we go through all our algorithms and projections and everything else. Uh, there's still a lot of chaos. And if you're following betting trends, the under is coming in at a pretty heavy rate. You've seen some dog games, right? That's Sunday night. San Francisco-Denver game might have set football back a couple of decades. 
Yes. Right. Russell yes. Wilson gets the one drive to get him over. Now they're two and one. Yet everybody still hates that squad. I like the defense. We like the defense coming in. That's that's really all you got. San Francisco and and Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, not so much uh, as you float through. But welcome back, George Kittle. Uh, you mentioned Justin Jefferson, Jeff Akuda and company making him disappear for the second straight week. Remember when it was can a wide receiver win the MVP? No. No, they can't. <laughs> there we go. Roundly, we say goodbye to that. Here in Los Angeles, we watched the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence show up on another level, and Christian Kirk is now the most consistent receiver in the National Football League. We saw a weird game between Buffalo and Miami, supposed to be a 50-plus point over under. Nah, not so fast. 21-19. Crazy yardage. No scoring for Buffalo. Uh, and then you're just, for some of it, you're waiting for things to to right themselves. Some of it is still just upset-minded. And I think we can agree, a lot of penalties and bad coaching in situational football still plague your fantasy team. And some bad advice by me I missed on the Brandon Cooks a play against the Bears, your Bears, Mike. Uh, just two receptions on the seven targets that he got did not find the end zone. I was really happy with my Terry McLaurin prediction uh, as it – I think it was goose egged in the first half. But then when you're getting crushed by the Eagles, you've got an opportunity to make it back, and he did. I did like the uh, birdbath, the uh, battle of the birds, whatever you want to say with the Falcons and Seahawks. Uh, There were a lot of good plays. Specifically, Cordero Patterson was a great play if you played him with the Falcons. And I also like Derrick Henry to kind of break out of his funk. It's been something we've been monitoring. Uh, The Raiders seemed ripe for it. He didn't get into the end zone twice, but he picked up enough receiving yards in my mind to make it a good prediction on that. And not that you were going to bench Derrick Henry, but I just felt that this was probably the, op- the opportunity you're going to see him come out of hibernation, and it happened against the Raiders. Folks starting to get a little bit nervous, though, there, Dan. That That's for sure. Uh, look, You Carson- wonder when he's going to fall off the the, the cliff, right? Like, No, that's just it. With the yeah. amount of touches that he's had the last couple of years and a slow start, it's, it's the I'm not ready to take him out of the top 24, assuming we're still – starting two running backs, but there, there's still just that trepidation of the ceiling being that much lower. Yep. And look, I'm a short man, so I can pass under any threshold, Dan. Uh, but still, it, it is a uh, difficult proposition. But we look at the running back position overall, who, who's running away and hiding when you talk about fantasy points overall uh, on the, 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 at the running back position? It's, it's been pretty dismal. Uh, thus far, if you really kind of go about it, um, looking at through three weeks, you've got Saquon Barkley and Nick Chubb atop. James yeah. Robinson is third. <laughs> Clyde Edwards Hilaire somehow fourth. <laughs> I you know DeAndre's, zero yards rushing. Yeah, right. DeAndre zero Swift is now going to miss yes. several weeks. Cordero Patterson remains a beast. Aaron Jones, Jamal Adams, Khalil Herbert. Yeah, that's what you scripted as your top ten. It's it's nuts. I told you guys when we did it. Was it was it last week's episode after week two of the guy that we wish we drafted? It was somewhere in that neighborhood of my yeah. guy. And and I said Cordero Patterson because I just I remember him being there. And you're just like, ah, can't happen again. Can't happen again. The stupid thoughts that you have during your your draft and the things that you think, and guess what? It's happening again. It's just not happening for a lot of the other guys who had 
you know, good seasons last year, to your point. Yeah, I thought we'd see, uh, you know, in terms of predictions going wrong for week three, I thought we'd see the, uh, well, the, the commanders show up. Instead, Carson Wentz was attempting to throw the ball from his ass the entire game. So not exactly uh, good for fantasy owners in that regard. So that was an abject failure. Kyler Murray threw for 300 yards. He's not running. So he's he's of little use. In terms of fantasy leaders, yeah, he's still a top 10 quarterback through three weeks. But do you have any confidence that he's going to stay there? Nope. Uh, along the way, Jared Goff was another guy that I, I thought we'd see more more love from this week. And he had an okay game. He still had two touchdown throws uh, on the day, but only 215 yards. One interception helps negate some of that. So even though they had that great first half, uh, it, it really got muted. And right now trying to determine, like I said, the running back position is such a mess. Uh, it, it's really going to be a week-to-week wishing, wanting, yeah. hoping, and hold your nose, so it would appear. I'll give you a perfect example, and then I want Burst to come in um, and give us his recap of of the streaming defenses and what happened with Survivor. But perfect example, Mike, off of Week 2's performance, I, I, I needed to add a running back, was the top of the waiver order that we had, and near the top at least. And I'm like, all right, I want to, I want to take advantage, I want to look at a guy. And I talked myself into Raheem Mostert. <laughs> and the reason being, I'm like, all right, we saw the output that he had in week two. Uh, Mike McDaniel's guy. And it, this this could be an opportunity. With all the Chase Edmonds hype, maybe it just was hype. And then who scores the two rushing touchdowns uh, for the Dolphins in the win against the Bills? Of course, it's Chase Edmonds. And yeah. Raheem Mostert was uh, was nowhere to be found. So it could be a week-by-week week sort of thing right now when you're dealing with running backs on all levels, whether it's the stars performing or even the guys that you think are going to break through end up then coming back down to earth. Yeah, Chase Edmonds looked really good on my bench this week based on <laughs> Mostert yeah. picking up more uh, of those options. But, I mean, think about that game. It's just one of the most ridiculous outliers ever, right? 400-plus yards for the Bills, 215 or something for the Dolphins, 90 plays against 39 plays. I mean, just uh, complete domination, 42 minutes of time of possession. Old rule of thumb, if you don't take care of business, it doesn't matter. Tell my daughter that with her soccer team. can keep it in their zone all the time. All it takes is one ball to trickle out the other way. If you haven't attended to your business on one end, you know what? You might suddenly be on the end of a 1-0 loss. Same thing in the NFL. We watched it time and time again. Teams seemingly dominating, and then one or two big plays take it the other way. Bursch, uh, you gave us some survivor advice. Uh, any streaming defenses to brag or cry about from week three? And, and what was the survivor pick? I know what it was, but I just want you to say it. <laughs> we'll start off with the survivor because that was bad. Uh, yeah, so uh, I, uh, my pick was the Chargers. And <laughs> no! not not. Hey, but if you're gonna lose, lose spectacularly. Exactly, exactly. I I I went with that while they were still considered a seven point favorites, and then that line dropped tremendously as Herbert's status was in question, and then Herbert ended up playing, but then other guys uh, uh, left that game with injuries, and then they left uh, you know uh, half of a rib cage Justin Herbert out there as the team was down by twenty something points, and you know hey, uh, it's all good. Uh, so I'm not, no longer alive in that survivor pool. But. It's all good. I, I didn't survive, but it's all good. <laughs> it's, See, that's the positivity from Bursch yeah. that keeps us afloat, Dan. That's right. 
Well, he's so good at everything else that I'm actually glad to see that he's human when it comes to some <laughs> sort of NFL pool. Because for those of you that don't know, we get together for these podcasts and we chat for about five or ten minutes prior, sometimes 15 or 20 minutes when we really should be getting to the pod. And usually Ryan's like, I go, how'd you do this week? 3-0 and in all my leagues. He doesn't say it like braggingly. He's just almost like admittingly like, yeah, I won all my games and this is how I did it. This is what I won. do. Yes, yes. So it's actually good to see that you're human in some sorts when it comes to you know the survivor pool can do that for you and you weren't alone i looked in in uh, the survivor pool that i am the chargers were the fifth most popular pick six percent of the pool picked them 18 percent picked the chiefs yeah. in the uh, contest that i was in that was the biggest hit of week three Oof. yes so it was well it was, as we talked about though the colts were dangerous was there a, a way to really make a case for them no um, given what you'd seen against Jacksonville. But it's just that gut feeling. Likewise, Tennessee. Is it going to be pretty? No. I was yeah. proud of myself. You and I did an hour of radio Sunday morning on Fox Football Sunday, and I threw up the K.J. Osborne just because I wanted to sing On the Wings of Love. Sure. And he showed me some love in the fantasy he did. I also wanted to say Devontae Parker uh, with the Patriots because of the Jacoby Myers. Yeah. But all I got out was Nelson Aguilar. So uh, so I didn't get to my Devontae Parker, but I was high on him in the preseason. You were. Greatly disappointed. The bad part about it is now the point is moot if Mac Jones is out for as long as we think that he is. And it's not meant to disrespect Brian Hoyer in any ways. It's just I don't think that there's going to be that ceiling uh, with that. Well, right. Uh, the expectation team. is you're not pushing the ball downfield. Yes. Was Mac Jones perfect? No, not any in any way, shape, or form. But he went over 300 with the three picks, and he did try to stretch the field, something we've been waiting on uh, in the New England offense, particularly with Devontae Parker going back to his time with Miami. It's like, why isn't he? When is he going to be? And finally was. But, you know, week three – we always have injuries, Dan. It, it just felt like they started coming fast and furious, including the uh, furious Lee, including the uh, aforementioned Chargers. Slater out with the bicep. Joey Bosa. I love how it's described as this horrible groin injury. It's like, yeah, yeah he's going to be week to week. It's like, what the hell are we talking about? It's like, <laughs> you I made it, it sound like this guy's going to have to crawl for the next month, well, I think but he's week to week. I think it's because all groin injuries are awful, Mike. I, I've yeah. never heard of a good one. I've, no, I've never. But- I don't know. There's slight strain. There's man hitting the groin by football, like on the Simpsons. And, and then there's, hey, this guy got tore up. Ah, he's week to week. It's uh, there's there's no such thing as a good groin injury. I think that we can all agree on that. Well, it's minor surgery when it happens to somebody else, Dan. Not when it happens to you. <laughs> there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for. Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on... 
the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so it is a perfect transition. We can now talk about those Chargers. Uh, good, bad, or ugly groin injuries aside, Mike, <laughs> this, uh, this is a team that is now beat up and beat up bad. Aside from Bosa, they lose Rashawn Slater. We saw Herbert was extremely limited. And then Jalen Guyton ends up uh, being lost for the season. He tore his ACL. What was thought to be a fantasy gold mine has turned into fool's gold three weeks into the season right now with the Chargers. Oh, absolute disaster, right? We talked up 
Austin Eckler, I, I was able to argue him all the way up to number two on the board mm-hmm. based on expectations from behind that line. Obviously, Herbert slinging the ball, but Keenan Allen banged up and not been available. Mike Williams has had a couple of big quarters, but the consistency, again, owing some to, to Herbert now being banged up. But even before that, not being able to consistently feed him the football and you know just looking at the way the, the offense hasn't really gotten into that flow. Like I, I've been joking already. How's Sean Payton looking at Chargers hoodie uh, to make this thing really come together? There you go. There's your foreshadowing for 2023 offseason predictions. Uh, but they're they're not explosive at all, right? There's going to be a grind, and the the run game has been anemic at best. So there's no balance whatsoever. Now losing Slater with Lindsley already banged up. This, this is going to be a tough sled here for the Chargers. Uh, going up against an aggressive Houston D in week four. The uh, the Mike Williams saga continues. Saved, and I'm saying that very generously with his touchdown catch, but it was also his only catch of the game against the Jaguars, so problems with the Bolts moving forward. I wouldn't give up on Eckler yet, but I'm also known to be a guy, Mike, that holds on to draft position way too long than he should when it comes to my leagues. Um, I'm I'm still willing to wait it out because of what could be, but, man, I am starting to get frustrated. Oh, yeah. It's, It's certainly watching this team flow and go across the NFL in general. I mean, the the lack of consistency is one of the hallmarks of the early season. I mean, we're watching the crazy penalties. Once again, it shows. I think you should start building up the Zoom course of how to manage a clock and timeouts in 15 minutes. I'm Dan Byer. Welcome to my seminar. Uh, and go from there. But, you know, for these Chargers, with the expectations being so big, Jason Smith and I did a uh, a long back and forth about the, the AFC West at this point and how disappointing it is. Like, what do you trust out of there? Nothing. I trust that Patrick Mahomes will win games. Do I trust that he's going to put up huge fantasy numbers? No. Herbert's going to be a pin cushion before long where that offensive line is. We've we've talked extensively about Russell Wilson, and then the Raiders are the Raiders. Mark Davis is already commanding a behind doors conference with with Josh McDaniels. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough spot though. I I don't I get the whole meeting, and and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Mac Hollins pickups. Uh, in, sure, and we'll get we'll get to that in in just a little bit. I just think that that's a tough spot for. If you're Mark Davis, listen, I'm not a fan of, of Josh McDaniels necessarily. They bring in Dave Ziegler. Again, I think it's another game on Sunday that they win if they have the pieces that they had last year. Um, I know that they were down on this game and were a two-point conversion away from tying it, but the Raiders won close games last year. They are not winning close games this year, and uh, the only the only, the, the only change was Devontae Adams – and the entire coaching staff. And I don't think Devontae Adams is the problem. So, I don't know. But you've you've overhauled your organization to bring these guys in to punt on that after three games, um, which uh, they're not punting. No, no, no. They're, they're not. But to think that that could be a possibility, I think that – I think it was something that was maybe blown a little out of proportion from what no, we saw. No, sure. It, it's just more the, the optics of it. 
Yeah. Right. Again, going to owing to what they were able to do last year after the issues with John Gruden, they rallied and they found, you know, a common ground, common language, and they played good football and leadership and they tightened up what had been hallmarks yep. of problems. Right. The penalties were lessened. Some of the, you know, near misses were now the more uh, well executed along the way and it tightened up and it seems like that's gone asunder once again for for a Raider franchise that many had hoped had turned the corner and a lot were looking to Derek Carr once Devontae Adams came to town that that was going to be the elixir and instead we're right back in the same spot and what do they always say if you're losing close games regularly that that's a coaching issue yeah Again, ask Scott Frost how that uh, ended up going. Would you, in in going, kind of bringing it back, not to the Chargers, the Chargers opponent, would you consider starting Trevor Lawrence at quarterbacks at quarterback during a uh, a full week of fantasy matchup dependent? Can you be convinced uh, to start Trevor Lawrence? Are you all are you already there? Where are you on the second-year quarterback? For well, I could say this. Uh, he won't be owned in only 52% of leagues on, on average going forward, right? I, mm-hmm. I, I think folks have to realize that there is a, cha- is a change with Doug Peterson down there, and they're already starting to put things together to get Lawrence back to the players everybody expected he would be. I, I was somewhere between the second coming and, uh, well, better than average You know, I I, I didn't think he'd bottom out. I thought we saw our low point last year where he only had a couple of solid games. But you're starting to see him come up and throw the ball with certainty, right? There's no extra step, extra padding of the ball, as we've talked about with some of the other second- and third-year quarterbacks that are still struggling with the decision and how big a window is big enough of a window. No, Lawrence is just letting it fly. And with James Robinson back in the backfield, who's been absolutely fantastic as a runner and helping to set up some balance in that offense – Lawrence, the guy I, I would consider as a back end one going forward. Yeah, and and here's the good thing about it: they have the Eagles coming up this Sunday in a Doug Peterson faces his old team. You'd think the Jaguars would be up for that, even after the emotional win that they had on the road with L.A. That's a tough road trip. L.A. Mm-hmm. back now. You got to go to Philadelphia, but after that, you've got the Texans, Colts, Giants. Uh, Broncos overseas, um, so there could be a change there. Raiders, they got the Chiefs. That takes you up until mid-November, with with that sort of schedule. And if he shows, you know, any signs of being the quarterback that he's been these last couple of weeks um, against the Eagles, um, there's even more justification for adding Trevor Lawrence to your roster. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe 
Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. Find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. Our executive producer is Ryan Bershinger. Bersh is going to give us some streaming advice coming up in just a little bit. I do want to say this, Mike, before we get to like looking ahead to pickups and whatnot. We've talked about a lot of big names. I did some digging on Justin Jefferson because people are freaking out about his uh, you know, performance against the Lions. We mentioned it off the top. Mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson in his career, 
um, in now his third season. In each of the first two seasons, he has had seven 100-yard games. The Justin Jefferson in the first two seasons also has been known to have a stinker. And that stinker that he had this year came last week. No one's giving up on Justin Jefferson. I totally get it. It's the same conversation, even even more ridiculous than the uh, conversation we just had about Austin Eckler. But I just I, I know people need something to write about. I know they need something to talk about. And he didn't give you the performance against the Lions team that you thought maybe he could do something against. But uh, never fear. You're going to be all right. The numbers are there. These stinkers come up for wide receivers all the time. And I think we fret over it and thinking that it's a much bigger deal than it really is. Yeah, I think with some of it, you get a familiarity, right, division opponent. And, you know, credit Kirk Cousins for not trying to be myopic. Right? Jefferson had six targets, three for 14. But that you had three other players that equaled or matched – or matched or or bettered that target total. Smith, six targets, only two receptions. But Thielen, six catches on eight targets. A guy who'd been kind of quiet, and we've been waiting to see if he still had a little bit of juice left, and he did, even if just for one day. And K.J. Osborne, who I referenced before, eight targets, five catches, 73, and a score. If you're going to be able to spread the ball out effectively, you're going to win games. And go back to the Lions in their their most recent – I guess for fantasy purposes and excitement purposes, their heyday. Matt Matt Stafford to Calvin Johnson was great. Did it win them a lot of games? Nah, won the highlight reel. Mm-hmm. Got him yeah. a couple of big big efforts and obviously some tremendous statistical output to put Calvin Johnson into the Hall of Fame. But it didn't make them an elite squad. I mean, a quarterback learning that there are days that there are going to be better options. And unfortunately, your best guy is going to have to settle for being a decoy. That's that's just life in the NFL. He still gets yeah. paid the same regardless. And I don't think that Kevin O'Connell's going to be like, they figured us out. You know, like, like <laughs> they'll take this and then they'll figure out another way. I, just, I love the way that people uh, feel that the sky is falling and that the end is near. Uh, that is not the case. Well, the column is today. The show is today, Dan. Yes. That so is in week true. three, now we're doing all right. Who are our MVPs? Yes. That's what we do. I who's, do. Who's the biggest disappointment? By the way, I didn't do an MVP pyramid this year. Oh, no. But yes, yes. You may. You, I, I thought maybe I missed you missed it. it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, that's you what I was like, all right, where's it at? I mean, I thought maybe week three you'd bring it in. Yeah, no, because it has to start from week one. But I figured I proved my point last year. Like, I was able to prove the point of, and I know there's already MVP talk in the National Football League going on three weeks in but it is a sliding scale you're going to have somebody pop up in week six that hasn't been talked about in the first five weeks i felt like i proved my point last year aaron Rodgers was atop the uh mvp pyramid tom brady was second they were the top two guys uh to receive votes last year so well, disappointed because felt... the week one pyramid would have had justin jefferson number one <laughs> yes, and then was... by week three he's a guy that's buried at the bottom of it <laughs> Oh, let's get to some week four action. Uh, by the way, it's London week. Yes, yeah, we've got a, we got a London game early Sunday. It is those Vikings taking on the Saints. That's why it works in our segues. We look for uh, for pickups. I want to bring Ryan Bershinger in as we look to stream defenses. So how week three 
was a it was a Thursday night stream, wasn't it, with the Cleveland Browns? That's right. Yeah, we recorded our last episode prior to that Thursday night game. And I said that I liked both sides on defense and that, and uh, I played the Browns, and I said I, I, I doubled down and I would pick the Browns out of those two. And you know what? The Browns ended up with double-digit points on defense. We're not going to dive into how or why that <laughs> happened. We're just going to – we see the facts, okay? We know what they are. They gave me 10 points, and it doesn't, doesn't matter uh, how that went down. Uh, you hey, know, you got those eight points in the final seconds. That's all that matters. Exactly. Exactly. It was a we got a nice buzzer beater there from the <laughs> Cleveland Browns, and uh, I we felt will take it. I felt really good because I felt like Pittsburgh had an opportunity, and I know there were probably a lot of Steeler teasers out there that people had ruined, but it actually made me feel good. I was on the wrong side of it. I thought Pittsburgh was able to cover, and then I'm like, oh, geez, thank goodness, thank goodness they weren't down three when that happened, and then you know wouldn't have been able to cover made me feel a lot better watching that uh that last play and then if you had the over when it yeah, was oh, from yeah. the original line of 40 and a half sure sure it was <laughs> it was craziness I'll, I'll say before you give your streaming defense i want to bring up this story because this happens in my in my long-term league we had a guy this week uh, lose by a tenth of a point <laughs> and whenever you have a close game and I'll go and look at stuff in the league to find out. He had Matthew Stafford as a starting quarterback, and the Rams took two knees at the end of the game. So technically, and while it didn't play out that way because a, uh, his opponent had a guy on uh, on the Sunday night game, what ended up happening was he went from winning to tying to losing when Matthew Stafford took those uh, took those two knees to end their win wow. in Arizona. That's yeah. So and, and I sent the group text to everybody, and then completely forgot that he lost by four tenths of a point the week prior. So I had I had no reason to complain about any of my fantasy defeats when a guy in our league has lost two games by a combined. Uh, five-tenths of a point. Uh, he's got a hell of a story to tell. <laughs> That's right. That is absolutely right. All right, so week four, sc- streaming defense. Maybe a screaming defense if they are uh, frustrating. <laughs> That'd be good, too. Yeah, who do you got, Burst, this week? Uh, well, I like the Steelers. They've got the Jets at home this week. Um, the Jets suddenly have once again turned into an offense that has Joe Flacco as their quarterback, so I feel a little more comfortable, again, streaming defenses uh, against the Jets there. Um, the the Chargers have the Texans. I think that that's a, a, hopefully a bounce back matchup there for the Chargers. I'm really scared. I danger, Will Robinson. <laughs> I I I I think this could be win number one for the Texans on Sunday. I really do. It sets up perfectly. The, the Chargers are so reeling right now, and the the Texans are ticked. Damian. All right, who's worse in close game situations, Staley or Lovey Smith? Go. <laughs> Spider Man meme, is that what we're <laughs> That's kind of what we're doing here. All right. Okay. Sorry, Bursch, I interrupted. No, I just... it's fine. Look, hey, the the Texans could still win that game. I played the Texans defense last week against the Bears, and they still got me eight points despite sure. the fact that they lost. Fair that enough. Game. So it, it's yeah. it's fine. That that could easily uh still work out. And um another matchup I like is oh the the uh, the San Francisco 49ers don't seem to have it all together quite yet on offense, and they got the Rams this week. So uh, if the Rams are available as a defense in your league, I like that play a lot. Can I say one more other thing? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Are you guys sick of seeing the Buccaneers on TV? 
Like like yeah. uh, like Chiefs Buccaneers and like I I get it. I get it. It's Mahomes against Brady, Super Bowl rematch of two years ago. But I'm just like like I, like can I just get a breather? Can you just give them a couple of one Easter time kickoffs? Can we flip the uh, Buffalo Baltimore game into that? Yeah, seriously. Slot or seriously. Jacksonville Philly? Like it's 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 too much to me. Like I mean they were, and I mean you know they were the main Fox broadcast. I mean it's Sunday Night Football. It's it's just yeah, it's just you know the game against the Saints. Like I just they're all in our face. And I just, I, I just, I just need a break. Just, you know, give me, a, give me a. Hopefully, they've got a one o'clock Eastern time kick coming up in week five, and then we can, we can get our breather. Yeah, well, I think good. The they've got the Falcons in week five. Off of Dan is that you just don't have. It's not good football right now, from yeah. an aesthetic standpoint. It's like still appreciate the defense, still appreciate the the brilliance most weeks of, of Tom Brady and what he brings to the table. I mean, all respect and whatever. Just it's not aesthetically pleasing, like we talked about in last week's podcast. Like, I don't want this game in week three when there's nobody playing. I might as well have Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers beat the hell out of each other in a steel cage <laughs> sure. with what's left. Yes. And that's exactly how it played out. It was not. Yeah. I, look, and a lot of football in week three was not exactly – Football that had your rapt attention at the edge of the seat going, my God, what's going to happen? No, most of it was actually Drek. But you know what? We celebrate all 272, trying yes, to do. find the wind somewhere therein. Yes, and we will uh, We will try to find one uh, in week four. And Jags-Eagles, I'd take on Sunday night, a game that we exactly. just talked a bit uh, a bit about. All right, let's get to the uh, to the pickups then for if you want to pick up those defense and stream them this week, go right ahead. And if they don't work out, just blame Bershinger. It's That's fine it. with us. Uh, he gets everything right anyway. So if we get something wrong at least one time, maybe we'll feel better about ourselves. Uh, hey, Danny's going to start doing stock picks. Next week. Yeah. Oh, man. That, I bet I would say no. Like, <laughs> right now. <laughs> Let's, he uh, might be able to find the outlier in a crashing market. Oh, man. That, that, yeah, that, yeah maybe, maybe, maybe we're wasting him here on, the, on this fantasy <laughs> podcast. If uh, I was as good at stocks as I am at fantasy football, I probably wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> that's, that's very true. Very true. Well, well same thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, all right. You mentioned DeAndre Swift. Uh, injury earlier. Uh, obviously, if uh, Jamal Williams is out there, he's going to be a guy that you, you're going to want. And if he is available in leagues, I, I would assume, Mike, that's uh, one that you'd want to spend some cash on if you have some fab, especially with what the Lions are saying. Swift could be out until after they're buying week seven. Jamal Williams may end up becoming your fantasy MVP. Because mm. I, I don't know how quickly we see Swift. Like the, the language used to describe the injury. That doesn't sound like a two-week injury, Dan. Uh, and and we said it before the season that if you were you know still into the handcuffing phase of, of your fantasy life cycle, that Jamal Williams was going to be one of the few guys that I would be looking to do that because I didn't think Swift would be able to hold up with a heavy workload, and we have seen it even in a more minimal standpoint. Myriad injuries fell him. Two running backs that you have to look at for other injury slash usage issues. We talk about Alexander Madison, only uh, owned in 55% of leagues going through and with an injury to Dalvin Cook the week and head to London. I think you're going to see a bunch of him. And, yes, New Orleans is a a formidable opponent, uh, but I think this is also one where the touch count could be there for you uh, for a spell. 
And then Khalil Herbert, who we, we'd been talking about for a couple of weeks and certainly going back to our preseason stuff, Dan, that as much as I like David Montgomery uh, and there's some big successes behind the offensive line and the, his style of running, I like the way Herbert just hits the hole and, and will run through you. Uh, and we saw that on display against Houston, and I think we'll see even more of it here coming up in week four. I thought it was interesting. I, I really I, I misjudged Green Bay and Tampa Bay uh, in week three and what that game meant. I really downplayed it. I said this is going to be a different game when these teams play in January. There's not a lot you can take for it. And I admit, Mike, I was I was wrong with that. I was I was wrong with, with that assessment because it did mean something to Green Bay, and it allowed Aaron Rodgers to find a receiver that he can trust. And Romeo Dobbs now seems to be yeah. maybe that guy in that spot. We know that Green Bay – doesn't want Aaron Rodgers throwing for 400 yards, but when we sit there and talk about the lack of targets, to have a guy come in and catch all of them that you throw to him and help you beat the Buccaneers, one of your rivals in the the NFC, and to get into the end zone like he did, I thought that that was uh, that was very very interesting. No one had any, uh, yeah, no, uh, most targets on the Packers. Uh, Lazard had six and uh, Tunyon had seven. So. Romeo Dobbs, a guy, if he's available, go out and get him. Yeah, nice opportunity. No Watson, no Watkins, and and he stepped up into a nice spot there. How about Zay Jones? 19 catches on 24 targets thus far, 173 to score. We know the offensive line's trash, so he's got to go into his receiving course, so an opportunity there. Um, George Pickens, I think, will eventually get fed, whether it's by Mitchell Trubisky or by – Kenny Pickett once he comes over, like the the talent is obviously there as we talked about that thirty six yeah. yard uh, reception last week, and he's been open a bunch. A lot of Sapruder film going. Hey, look, he's doing jumping jacks. Uh, you got Tyler Boyd, only fourteen targets thus far, but uh, Cincinnati I think starting to get right. The offensive line's still dreck, and, and Joe Burrow's got to get the ball out, but he's got three guys, and and to this point, half of leagues out there have left Boyd on the waiver wire so perhaps another opportunity there uh david njoku got a big contract now he's getting targets uh 51 owned thus far and let's face it the tight end position has three or four guys you can trust and everything else becomes a shuffle up and deal kind of moment and joku might become one of those guys that cracks that short list one of the uh the things we talked about in our preseason pods when it comes to tight end giving me an opportunity to toot my horn Thought in the first six weeks, Zach Ertz would be very valuable. Now, the numbers he put up against the Rams may not have been as valuable, but the second most targets of any tight end behind Mark Andrews so far this uh, season. Well, that's the that's the biggest thing, and, and he was hurt in week one. Yeah. So, you know, if you're going to get a, a target share, and in Arizona you got so many injuries now, A.J. Green hurt, that you've got very few options for Kyler Murray, and as long as he looks awake in his pass routes, Kyler's going to find him, Dan. Did you see that? Let's just keep adding more logs on a fire to tell you what a mess everything is. I told him, you got to stay awake out there for me. My God. Oh, well, uh, it was, it was, that was I, – I completely missed the story, what, what ended up happening. What, well, what? it was just Kyler talking after the game about slow starts and – and maybe a disconnect is like, well, you know, the way the plays break down, you got you got to be awake, you got to be ready because you don't know if I'm going to come to you. Yeah, I love guys falling asleep with the line of scrimmage. Happens a lot in the NFL. You'd see that, right? But I mean, oh, guys man. go lazily into their routes, like ah, the ball's going to the other side of the field, and all of a sudden it's whizzing past your head. <laughs> 
It's like Kyler Murray's just saying, oh. look, man, there might be an opportunity to make a play, so run your route and be ready. I, I don't I don't think what he said was wrong, just given the number of uh, bullet points we've had against this team thus far. Uh, that just became the latest fodder. Three more games, and then DeAndre Hopkins comes back. You may want to look uh, – if uh, if he is available, yeah. I doubt that he is. I used I, heck, I picked him up in one of my leagues as well, and he's just sitting on my bench. But uh, you just may want to just take a gander at that if that's the case. All right, that's going to do it for this pod. We're even going to punt on the three point conversion. We'll butt punt that one, and uh, we'll get back to it uh, on our next episode. So for Ryan Bershinger, our executive producer, that you can find on Twitter at Ryan Bershinger, and for Mike Harmon, our fantasy guru insider who has all the knowledge. Get him on Twitter at Swollen Dome. I'm Dan Beyer. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. Shoot us any fantasy questions you want during the week and tune in again next time where we break down who you need to play and everything you need for success in week four. We'll talk to you then. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.